Week 10. It was supposed to be the week where we started to get a little more clarity, and we just didn't. The Bills still aren't consistent enough, the Falcons still don't use Julio Jones enough, and we all learned a valuable lesson about trusting the Jets. The 49ers uh, earned their first win against the Giants, the Saints continue their newfound ground dominance, and the QB play still looks like amateur hour. The playoffs are approaching fast, and it's getting late for all you Cinderella's out there. If you still need a ticket to the ball, it's time to run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott hey. and Tom. Hey, everybody. And uh, we've got our Week 10 recap coming in for you. Uh, very Another sloppy week. Another one. Um, we just This NFL season just still hasn't found its footing. And probably at this point, yeah. you can assume never will. <laughs> but the Patriots are looking like the Patriots again. So maybe, you know, they So we got one to, good team. Yeah, they, maybe they'll be like the pace car. And everybody's like, okay, the Patriots are good now. So I guess we should try to be good. I do think some teams are actually starting to establish themselves as not only good, but also contenders for, you know, meaningful games down the road, though. So as, as ugly as yesterday kind of was, like the win-loss records are starting to shake out to where... You know, the teams with the high wins, we have to assume are good. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Like how I always say, in the beginning of the season, teams don't know they're bad yet. Right. Teams know they're bad now. Yeah, just ask the Giants. Or the Browns. <laughs> or uh, the, I don't think the Browns ever thought they were good. No. Well, they certainly know how bad they are, um, for sure. Um, it was a week full of losers. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. So let's get to our losers of the week. Uh, we've got a lot to choose from, uh, but Scott, we're going to start with you in an attempt to rip off the Band-Aid. Yeah, let's uh, get this thing off right away. My beloved Jets just didn't show up at all this week. I was expecting great things. In one league, I started McCown, Bilal Powell, and Robbie Anderson on the same team, and thank you, Lord, McCown bailed me out with that garbage touchdown. I can't believe how Too bad Robbie. they looked. Yeah, to Robbie. Yeah, it, it was a complete savior. Might save my team. We'll see tonight. But, um, you know, just unbelievable. They were so bad. McCown was so bad. And even the Bucks were horrible, too. This was just a terrible, depressing game. Oh, it was awful. You know, it's just like you expect like a high-scoring game because it's two teams that, you know, are pretty desperate. You know, the Jets... They are they're at five, they're a little, they're one game below five hundred now two now they now two and they really needed to win that game to kind of start their move if they wanted to get one of the wild card spots I think we can all agree they're probably not going to catch the Patriots yeah. for the division lead yeah. now but uh, but to to come out the way they did to not score an off a touchdown until you know the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter against a team that was just getting dominated by everyone by everyone Sad. but not anyone. Because Sad. the Jets didn't do it. No. Um, let's keep it with the AFC East. Tom, who is your loser of the week? Mike Gillisley. Great pick. Boy, was that a costly fumble in week six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Bill Belichick doesn't play around. With yeah, that. clearly. And uh, he's a healthy scratch. Yeah. yeah. So, I, that's uh, painful. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure people that don't pay too close of attention – and I guess that's not really our target demographic. <laughs> yeah. um, probably we're depending on rolling him out 
last night at 8.30. Yes. To only find out that he's not even playing at all. Yeah. And they can't find a meaningful ho- ho- replacement. Hopefully Burkhead was out there for him to salvage the day. For tonight. Yeah, big and, time loser for Gillis. Yeah, big time loser. And I really think that Burkhead might just slide in and take, you know, those goal-to-go carries. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a really nice play against uh, Darian Stewart, I think it was, on the slant uh, for the passing touchdown. And then in the ultimate Belichick cult hero move he blocks a punt yeah um it's it's only going to be more touches and more opportunities for rex burkhead and that is going to come at the cost of mike gillisley and it actually ended up coming at the cost of james white a little bit last yeah. night too he only had 18 total yards yeah uh, which is unlike him he did white did score but again so did burkhead yeah for sure so, uh, and and lewis remained alive through it all so it he just sure did further buries gillisley yeah. in yeah. my opinion um, I'm sticking also in the AFC East, and my loser of the week is Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I don't know how you only put up three points against the Saints at home in a game where it's cold and outdoors, and we know that the Saints' MO has been when it's cold and outdoors, they don't play as well. Um, it ended up being just a proving ground for that defense and that ground game. And uh, now we know for sure what Scott knew last week that the Saints are a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the NFC, mm-hmm. and it came at the cost of my beloved Ty God. Yeah. Our, why, have, why have God forsaken me? Our guy. You um, know, Tyrod has been helping, you know, I think a lot of people through uh, these past three or four weeks because, you know, he's been ripping off 20-pointers, and then, you know, he comes in and, and faces that that buzzsaw, that, that New Orleans defense, which is just getting better and better every week. They control the entire game with Ingram and Kamara. This team is just looking so good. I don't mean to, to go away from Tyrod, but I think that, you know, he was a loser this week because the other team was such a winner, you know? Yeah. It was just such a convincing performance from the Saints. Absolutely. I mean, we've, we've talked about his schedule down the stretch, and I still think that it's, you know, a positive for sure. thing for Tyrod. I'm not, I'm not letting go of him anywhere, and I'm not too concerned about my prospects because where I have him, you're always comfortable starting someone else instead of right. him. But where the matchup is right, and he's got a few down the line. I'm still cool with Tyrod. And, you know, where I have him, he's my Rodgers replacement. So he's all I got. Yeah. So I I have no choice but to roll with him. But last week, or for this week, I lost because of him. So he's my loser of the week. That's plain and simple. Fair. Um, it's a bit. It's about time that your uh, your team kind of starts positioning itself for playoffs, um, especially you know with uh, week eleven coming up. We've got one more week and then Thanksgiving, so it's you know it's it's getting time. So for a lot of us, we need some heroes. Hero. Let's get to our heroes of the week then. Uh, some guys who are on our radar now who weren't before. Some guys who are coming back on the radar, and a couple of guys that we tried. We tried to tell you about. Let's start with guys who are coming onto our radar, and we'll go with Dontrell Inman. He was the odd man out in Los Angeles yep. for the Chargers situation. He ended up with the Bears? Yes, he's on the Bears. So there we go. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know he was on the Bears until yep. this week, but he's a big target playmaking wide receiver. I like him if he can continue to get reps with Trubisky and continue to just kind of be available for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, six catches for 80 yards this week, and that was really his first week of action with the team. So, obviously, that's encouraging. Um, 
you know, this team doesn't seem like they're going to be much of a winner coming down the stretch. I haven't really looked at their matchups, but this was a kind of game that I expected them to actually be able to run a lot more, and they weren't able to at all. So it's a good sign pointing forward for Inman, and, you know, if you're one of these teams that's desperate at receiver, I think he's worth an ad. Absolutely. Um, Jermaine Gresham from Arizona. Uh, they've got Yo Gabba Gabbert starting, it looks like, with yeah. Stanton's knee sprain after the Thursday night game. Uh, this is going to be a tough one, but Gresham, he's scored a couple of times in a couple of different two weeks in a yeah, row. Two weeks and in a row. Three and- times in the last two weeks. This was more of like I thought I thought Stanton might survive this injury. So you have to pay attention to that. I think they're inextricably linked, though, that if Gabbert just comes in at quarterback, you can't just be like, oh, I'll, I'll still start Gresham anyway. Right. The only really starter that you can, the only cardinal that you can really trust, if it's going to be Gabbert, is Larry Fitzgerald. And he, I mean, he's on he taught me shaky the wide receiver three ground to trust him always. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Burned um, this week. Well, I mean, he was a benefactor of Richard Sherman leaving the game and There's Cam no Chancellor in and out too. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. In the and first Earl half, Thomas. in the first half, Larry Fitzgerald was not. Um, yeah, on the course for what he wound up with, and it was like switch, and it was like he started on the outside and he'd like motion in, and it would be like Sherman, Sherman, Sherman. And then it switched to Cam Chancellor, and I was like, "Wow, Larry's gonna do nothing." And then they both got hurt, and he ate. So yeah, um, such as fantasy. We'll move to Houston now. Bruce Ellington has put together some pretty solid weeks with Tom Savage in, and we know it seems like they're just gonna stick with Savage uh, to kind of ride out the end of this. What's now becoming another lost season. Uh, for Houston with Jacksonville and Tennessee playing the way they are. I don't see Houston really having a shot at the division or at a wild card position. Um, so if Savage is going to be in there and he's going to be peppering Bruce Ellington, then Bruce Ellington's worth a look. Exactly. That, that's why I think he makes this list. He's just seen eight targets two weeks in a row. And uh, if you're getting that type of share, you know, it, it's obviously you're, that gets you on our radar. Yeah, the Houston defense has allowed a top five receiver in the last three weeks. So they're letting up a lot of points. Yeah, and, and big plays. Big plays, lots of points. You know, they have, it really just seems hopeless for Houston. So they're going to be in comeback mode. And one more thing for uh, Ellington. Will Fuller. Yeah. Will Fuller left the game with a rib injury. He's expected to miss at least a game. You guys saw that hit, right? Well, it was yeah. crazy. Woo! He got splattered on that field. Hopefully, hopefully quick recovery for him. That yeah, they're saying brutal. he may end up only missing one. Whew. So I Man, hope yeah, that take a week off. After that. I was yeah. gonna say like, why rush him back though? You know, especially now. Point, yeah, yeah. Any lingering injury, he's just gonna right. chill. Yeah. We'll end with the guys who are coming on our radar with a couple of running backs. We've got Tevin Ward of Atlanta, not Tevin Coleman. We know he's probably owning your league. Tevin Ward who would be filling in for Devontae Freeman, right. who left the game with an ugly concussion. Yeah, and this uh, he left is, the Dallas game. And this is Freeman's second concussion of the season, which basically automatically rules him out for Monday. Um, they're calling it unlikely at this point, but he's he's not going to play. For yeah. the most part, he's not going to play. And they're saying it could be multiple weeks. You know, They have to go through the protocol and be like super sure because you know within this small of a time frame, you get two concussions. That's when that you know the brain yeah, trauma scary. actually – Yeah, it starts to get very real. Real yeah, scary. for sure. And when he's back in, eventually, right. he takes one good hit. He's, he's getting gonna checked be at and, immediately. Mm-hmm. Some guys, you know, like we see Russell Wilson this week. We see uh, Jacoby Brissett this right. week. Kind of like skirt it. Yeah, that's no longer yeah, a no. possibility at all right. for Devonta Freeman. Yeah. It's gonna be like a mi- under a microscope. So, yeah. so do you guys think that like Tevin Coleman kind of slots into the? Freeman role, or and then Ward takes that Coleman role, or is it some sort of combination? I think it's or? different because Freeman and um, 
Coleman originally don't have like super rigid roles because they right. can both do either thing. Right. So I think Ward is more just going to spell Tevin Coleman and Tevin Coleman's going to take the workload, especially he, you saw him at the goal line. Yeah. He took, he leaped from like three yards out and, and didn't, didn't come close. That was, that was a crazy play. Yeah. Yeah. Watching too much Leonard Fournette <laughs> from earlier. I'm going for it. That was oh. awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, we'll have one of those pictures like in midair. It was this. It was at this point. Devin Coleman realized he made a fatal mistake. Um, I like, you know, like when Coleman was out, it was all Freeman a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I'm worried that if Freeman's out, it's going to become all Coleman. And therefore, picking up Tevin Ward may prove to be fruitless. But we know that Atlanta does like to get more than one running back involved. Right. So, you know, there's a shot here. You know, and this, no and this it could even come down to, you know, Dan Quinn yelling, Tevin, get in there. And Tevin Ward runs <laughs> out and beats Tevin Coleman <laughs> to, to the, the goal huddle. line. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it you know, anything I could saw, pretty much happen now if Freeman's going to be out. I saw like a flashback uh, gif, not to get too far off topic, of like, remember when Peyton was on the Broncos with Osweiler? Yeah. And it was oh, like, Osweiler's time to come in the game. And he didn't have his helmet. So he like turns around to go get his helmet and Peyton like runs on the field. Yep. <laughs> it and could he be throws his hands up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Brock's oh. like, oh, come on. <laughs> Brock was probably looking for Peyton to come in against New England last night. Uh, yeah. No uh, another running back to kind of, all joking aside, Jamal Williams is going to step into a huge opportunity in Green Bay. Yeah, this is a Aaron Jones, one. three to six weeks. Yep. You know, Ty Montgomery aggravated his rib injury. They said he might end up not missing any time. But again, rib injury, he could go down at any point during the, their next game. So it's really important that you keep an eye out for him. If you have Aaron Jones, you got to go try and get Jamal Williams. If you don't have Aaron Jones or Ty Montgomery, worth an ad anyway, because this is someone you can start. And we've got two pretty interesting running backs on by this week with Carlos Hyde and um, McCaffrey and McCaffrey. So it's going to be a tough week of buys for running backs around the league. So if you can get Jamal Williams, he would be a great one week fill in. If you're waiting for Hyde or McCaffrey, I think it's going to be more than one week too. You know, if Aaron Jones is three to six, that's the season, you know, that he's going to be coming back week 14, maybe. Um, Depending on their record. Right. Yeah. So who knows? You know, he could, he could be done for the year. uh, And then you have, Ty Montgomery, who can take a hit on his ribs at any point, and now Jamal Williams is getting the twenty touches that we saw him get yesterday, and not even a full game's work. Yeah, this is like this is the ad. If you have Fab and you need a guy for a week, two weeks, this this is the guy. I this agree. is the guy. I agree a hundred percent. And if you remember, he came in the game before Aaron Jones did when Ty Montgomery first got hurt. Yes. Right. And then he got hurt. Yeah, exactly. So he's actually well liked in the system. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they planned on using him ahead of Aaron Jones. So this isn't like the 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 script was flipped too terribly for them. This is almost what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. And McCarthy came away from the game. I saw some quotes. He came away actually very impressed with the way Jamal Williams played as a as a whole at the running back position. Makes you think he could be a three down guy if they need him. He was initially touted as their best pass blocking running back, and they were right. hoping that he would fill into that role and help Rodgers out a little bit more than Ty Montgomery was capable of doing. And it just kind of never ended up materializing because of the injury. So he's in a big opportunity. And, you know, like the Packers are basically fighting to have to give Aaron Rodgers a reason to come back and play this year. Just hang and, around you know, long To enough. beat the Bears the way they did. They get the Ravens, who have had their own issues. They get the Browns in a couple of weeks. I mean, you know, if Jamal Williams can... Jamal Williams can play so well that Aaron Rodgers comes back from injury. It's possible. And that's really not an overstatement. It's actually... Bringing me to a realization with the pass blocking thing, 
Um, Hundley has a hamstring injury now, so right. the pass protection of him is going to have to be number one on the docket. Yes. You know? So if he's very talented at that, he's going to be in the game a whole yeah. lot going down the stretch because Hundley is a mobile guy. And this is going to hamper him a little bit. We saw what happened with Marcus Mariota and his hamstring injury. That's right. Coming back from that. So they really, really, really need that pass right. protection. And it seems like they really, really need Jamal Williams right now to yeah. step up. Yep. You know, and that's what, you know. It, Guys who is... protect the quarterback stay on the field. Yep. Yep. Just ask no Pierre Thomas. All right, let's move to guys who are coming now back on our radar. Uh, Deion Lewis is back in a big way. Kickoff return touchdown and a rushing touchdown for the Patriots. He actually didn't lead the Patriots' backfield in snap percentage last night. It was actually Rex Burkhead at 51%. But Deion Lewis got most of the meaningful snaps. Yeah, he he in was in, in the goal too. line. He led in touches, exactly. And, you know, he's explosive, okay. as you can tell with his kickoff return touchdown. Ooh, yeah. I mean, he's he can make it happen at any point in the game. Um Really should be on the field more, if you're asking me. I think he's outplayed James White over the past few weeks as well. Um, they don't really use him as a pass catcher that much. I know, which it's is weird. surprising based off of his size. And that's what they did when, he, when they first was, had him. Yeah, exactly. But they use him more as a as like a between the tackles runner and like running maybe a little off tackle. And you know he's proven to be pretty great at it. This was a guy who I think we added to the list because if Gillisley is inactive. And that can that trend continues. That means that that Deion Lewis is the number one running back in this offense. You right. know they use Burkhead as a receiver. They use White as a receiver. But as a, in the traditional running back sense, it seems like it's Deion Lewis. Yeah, it and does. If they're going to score forty plus points. Then almost all of these guys are a worthwhile option because there's just so much to go around. Yeah, I mean, granted they're getting split up and cannibalized, but it's a better option than some other people that we've been using to, you know, fill in buys. And no all. question. And with like, with all the injuries, all the inconsistencies, you know, sometimes you got to roll the dice on a guy who's playing on a team that can score 50. And, and he's that's been kind of where consistent we get. over the past right. couple weeks. Speaking of scoring 50, uh, ever since Dalvin Cook got hurt, the Vikings have scored more and more points each week. They only had seven the week Cook got hurt, and then they went nuts against Washington last night. Latavius Murray, still on our radar. He's still there. He still needs to be owned. Um, you know, it's just a tough time to kind of you got to figure out when yeah. he's going to have a plus matchup, but he's worth keeping on your roster and keeping him out of other people's hands where he could burn you. Yeah, he's in that like twenty touch mix some weeks. You know, if he's getting close to twenty touches, you know, who else do you have on your team that's really getting that? He right. wasn't completely healthy when Dalvin Cook went down, so I think even though he's playing and taking damage, so to speak, right. he's getting healthier right. he's as gaining. he goes along, and he's gaining more confidence in that ankle. And the team is gaining more confidence in him as that happens. Sure. Shout out to uh, the the Vikings coaching staff, man. They have no Everson Griffin yesterday. Still find a way to win. Um, they lose Dalvin Cook. They lose Sam Bradford. Stefan Diggs is in and out of the lineup. They have a practice squad receiver, Adam Thielen, who's becoming one of the stars of this league. They've just done so much to make the most out of the players that they have. I, I'm very impressed by Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Definite coach of the year candidate in Mike Zimmer. No for doubt. Sure. Um, Amir Abdullah, he's scored in the last three weeks now, which is crazy because I cut him. <laughs> I cut him like five weeks ago. Yeah, me too. I, just, I needed the spot. I needed the spot for a bye week fill in, and I felt pretty comfortable with the running backs I had above him. Turns out he's outscored all of them that I kept over him. But uh, but if he's out there, go get him because you know the Lions want him in the game. They want him featured as part of their offense. So you know you you want a guy like that. Yeah, I agree. And the Browns 
oddly enough, aren't really a pushover. It's a running back. No, so it's not a, at all. It's a worthwhile performance. And the the Lions, despite their worst efforts, have wanted to establish a run game yeah. for a long time. So they're still trying. They're still knocking on the door. And Amir Abdullah is kind of stepping up to the, to the plate right now. So until further notice, he's valuable. Speaking of the Lions, we've also got Theo Riddick on our minds. He's been playing better and we know how dynamic of a weapon he can be in the Jim Bob Cooter offense. So if he if he's out there, again, worth an ad because the Lions, if they can kind of start get, to get rolling, they were putting up 35 with ease last year. Yeah. They kinda, haven't really done it this year, but they can get to that point. He's kind of getting back to where he has been in the past. He just had a really tough start to, to start with. Yeah. You know? it, I've cut him before this year, and I think he's worth – bringing back onto the team, especially in those PPR formats. Um, he's a guy that you look to draft to bail you out, you know, just yep. on reception totals. Yep. But now he's actually totaling yardage and you got to score. So good things are coming for Theo Riddick. I think, you know, when you think about regressing to the mean, that's actually a positive for him because right. he's been kind of down. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he's a guy that I always will never mind having him on my roster in that mix of in case things go crazy, you know, if you could pop the Oritic in and he'll get you yep. a couple points for sure. Um, a t- another guy backing into a great situation. Jay Gruden must be so upset about this because he cannot keep Samaj P. Ryan on the bench. No. Rob <laughs> Kelly just gets too hurt. There's talk. There was talk today that he actually may go to IR for the rest of the year. So Samaj P. Ryan's going to be inserted as that lead back because they simply refuse to make it Chris Thompson for whatever reason they have. Um, so yep. he's in a great situation. He's maybe the number two waiver wire ad behind Jamal Williams this week. I was to just me. about to say that. So, yeah. you know, if he's he'd be a great consolation prize if you can't get the Jamal Williams sweepstakes, and especially because his longer-term projection may actually be a little bit better than Jamal Williams, depending on what goes on with Aaron Jones and Tymon. Right, yeah, for sure. I think you hit the nail right on the head with that one. Um, you know, he's this is going to be their goal line back. Uh, P. Ryan has even shown capability out of the backfield as a receiver as well. Um, you know, Thompson's never going to get that work as much as we want him to, as much as he's produced enough to actually warrant getting maybe 15 carries and five touches and being a 20-touch type of player. It just doesn't seem like the Redskins want to do that. They want to keep him fresh or, you know, whatever. So that means P. Ryan's going to get touches, especially on the goal line. Yep. Um, a guy that we just kind of can't keep him away from one of our stud running backs, Austin Eckler, comes in with two receiving touchdowns against sure. the Jags yesterday, uh, really t- and really ended up being their late comeback drive running back in yeah. front of Melvin Gordon, and then he rewarded the Chargers' faith in him by fumbling the game away <laughs> against the Jags. Um, As Bortles tried bitter. so hard to just intercept the game away. <laughs> Absolutely. And then Phil just was like, let me show you how it's done, young fella. Um, you know, Eckler, if, to me, Eckler's not a major uh, what? priority. Ad, a big ad? He's not a major priority for me unless I have Melvin Gordon because, you know, Gordon gets banged up, especially late in the year. He's he's prone to getting those little nick injuries that kind of end up keeping him out a couple of weeks, and then the Chargers are like, well, let's keep him healthy for the rest for the next season. So um, this is yeah, this is Eckler's second two-touchdown game, I believe, right? He's definitely had at least two other games where he's scored right. as well. And uh, I think he had another two-touchdown game, and I remember Tom saying, if you get two touchdowns, we bring you up. <laughs> so <laughs> you go. got another two touchdowns, Austin Eckler. Good job. Are. Now glue yourself week. back to the bench, please. I think that was the week that I rattled off a few guys that had 
kind of just scored and I said, don't worry about them. Right. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way. We kind of thought, blanking, we kind of thought that Melvin Gordon was going to be the benefactor in the passing game this week when we were talking about it in the preview. Right. Yeah. But he snuck in and had two identical touchdowns, basically, that stole that away. But we've seen Melvin Gordon be involved in the passing game and we, it, there's no reason that he won't be again. Yeah, I yeah. think so it was for just, me. It, he's not a huge priority. Once yeah. again, I kind of can ignore this. I think more. game strip kind of just got Gordon out of it. I mean, the, for whatever reason, the Jags had a tougher time handling Eckler than they did Gordon. So the Chargers rolled with it. That's not going to be the same case because you know we've talked about just how good that Jags defense has been. That front seven is really intimidating. Yeah. So Gordon had a tough time what, running the ball all game. What is a little nerving is that when uh, you know. Gordon seems like he doesn't have it. The Chargers are cool with benching him, which right. sucks because obviously, as you move down the line, if you're in a championship game and Melvin Gordon, nuke. you know, nukes you, it, it could be devastating. But I, I, I mean, I'm hopeful that it doesn't happen a lot. And I mean, this is the this is the gamble you have with the Chargers because Gordon had one carry in the first quarter. Yeah, like that's just not that's a recipe. That for, was a weird game. Man. It was a really I don't weird know game. Why Fournette wasn't getting the ball as much? They just wanted Bortles to uncork it this he week 55 times yeah. odd unbelievable it's encouraging though if you want to use him next week in his plus matchup yeah which yeah i think he's very much on the streamer radar. um yeah me too i have some breaking news guys oh, okay let's hear it um just got a text this is ronald tom's lift driver from last night i have his phone <laughs> congratulations <laughs> huge deal for me wow got drunk left the phone in a lift folks and we've got contact that's why you always keep your phone in your pocket when you're in the lift tom always in your pocket i actually but you've learned i actually have this thing it's like it, it's like a necklace for your phone so we got to use that for drunk tom necklace i don't want that <laughs> The you might necklace, need it. <laughs> I think the necklace breaking is more likely than anything it's else. It's rubber. You'll be fine. Well, oh, it's definitely sexy it's then, huh? Proof. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, yeah. It attaches right to my fanny pack, too. It's awesome. Um, getting back to some guys who are coming on our radar, Randall Cobb. He, If you remember back when the Packers had no good running backs, they liked using Randall Cobb out of the backfield and throwing it to him a little bit. So if Tymont and Aaron Jones are out, you know, that could be something that they try to do to kind of ease the pain of not having, you know, their two top running backs from this year is using Cobb out of the backfield, swinging it out to him and getting him in space because that's where he operates best. Yeah, you know, I I was uh, trying to come up with, you know, who I thought was a good ad this week, and I started thinking about Randall Cobb, and I'm like, oh, no time on and, and possibly no Aaron Jones next week. Let me look at his stats, and he, and he got four or five carries last week, I believe, and was you know catching passes out of the backfield, had a decent snap share out of the backfield. They have no problem putting a receiver in the backfield on the Packers. So this could be one of those situations where this dude's playing running back, and yeah. uh, you know you got that dual type of uh, scoring, and you know they we love him, that. They had him run an option as yeah. from the quarterback yep. position. Yeah, he took the snap. So this, you know. It could go anywhere with Randall Cobb. And when they lose these running backs, you know, that's that's when the maybe the creative juices yeah. start flowing and start to use that wild card player they have like Cobb. And they're going to have to do that because, again, the Packers are playing so that they're at a point where they feel like Aaron Rodgers has a point of coming back to play this season. So, you know, they may start to st- throw out all those uh, back pages of the playbook that haven't been looked at in a couple of years. And once again, brings up the, uh, the limited mobility of Hundley. Yep, yeah. Uh, Cor- uh, Gio Bernard, Jeremy Hill on IR. You know, Joe Mixon is not going to dominate this backfield. 
So he, you know, Joe if that's the case, then stinks. Bernard. Yes, thank you. That's why Bernard is on the list because Joe Mixon stinks. He's no good. He hasn't been good all year. I wonder if they're regretting <laughs> like taking the big risk on Joe Mixon. You know, with what clouded him in his draft uh, stock, we don't have to bring it up really. But they got rid of Burkhead. They sold him off to the Patriots. Yep. And you know they had a talented guy all along. Yeah, and I like found out Kamara, Oz. and you know you, you had it in you all. The along. thinking behind yeah, the thinking behind this one is like how how long can we last with Mixon getting stuffed? I I think a lot of it is the line. I think the Bengals line is one of the worst offensive lines in the league by far. If you've watched any of their games, you can you can really tell how bad their offensive line is, which is hard to do yeah. when you're watching a football game as just a fan. But um, it makes me think that Bernard is just you know he's. The veteran there, and he's gonna get work, and and yeah. this could easily turn into more of a split if Mixon isn't as effective. Right. Uh, to wrap up, guys who are back on our radar, Corey Coleman coming off of IR. They they've already said that he's gonna play against Jacksonville. Yep. Um, tough matchup, but a guy worth rostering because we know the talent is there with Corey Coleman. Yeah. He he's averages seven targets per game when active throughout his yeah. career. So that, like I said, around that eight target mark, you get that you're going to get some recognition from us. Speaking of targets, a guy that we tried to tell you about Corey Davis uh, was basically an inch away from scoring a yeah. touchdown last week. Most targeted receiver on the Titans last uh, yesterday. So I think he's, he's in for a big coming out party down the stretch this year. Yeah, I want to talk about him in a in a sort of vantage point way. Like the hype on him would be huge this week if that score counted. Yes. Right? Oh yeah. And it didn't. So not everyone watches every single NFL game. Right. Obviously. Right. So Corey Davis owners, people in your league, if he's available, they might not even know that that happened. Right. And, and they look at his final line, and it's like four for forty-eight. Exactly. Uh. And he's, you know, you see receivers come on toward the end of the year, yep. and we've seen it before, especially rookies, Jr., yeah. Mike Evans. You know, those guys are big ticket items and names. And yep. Corey Davis was just the same in the draft. I mean, he's a big time prospect. They like him a lot, and they're inserting him from day one, week one. He had a great game. Yeah, he's doubling. He doubled the amount of snaps that Decker had. So this is turning and he's not going to beat out Richard Matthews because that's, you know, that's like a glue guy kind of to their offense. Yep. Richard Matthews was a top dog on snaps by one snap to Corey Davis. So that shows you how many he's playing. The, the Titans ran 90 snaps, by the way, this week, which is absolutely insane. And <laughs> Corey, like Davis, Patriots did in Corey Davis was on the field for 78 of them and saw 10 targets. So this is, you know, 10 targets. I mean. What else could you look for? And this was, you know, you guys know how much I loved him when yeah. when he got drafted. So I'm hoping that this is the time where he he finally, you know, gets that next step. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's uh, let's run down the slate, shall we? Um, Seahawks, Cardinals. We got the Seattle beatdown we expected. Unfortunately, we lost Richard Sherman in the process. Horrible. Um, Larry Fitzgerald ended up reaping the benefits of it in the second half. Um, but again, if you if you shut down. Larry Fitzgerald, because of that matchup against the Legion of Boone, I mean, you just got unlucky. Yeah, the Legion got boomed themselves yeah. right out of the game, unfortunately, and and it led to Larry really soaking up just so many targets. And you know, you give him targets against second corners and backup safeties and stuff like that, he's gonna own even he's if me first and Tom are going to Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, Russell Wilson looking still pretty good. Um, I have no problems with Russell. Could have been Wilson. better. I mean, it obviously mm-hmm. could have been better. Another good game, but yeah. you're still north of the 15 point mark which is like what you want to yeah. at least get yeah. Russell Wilson I'm not complaining um 
it's not the easiest matchup in the world either. No, the Cardinals. Yeah. So and, he, it'll he'll look to get a little bit better. He still gets the Rams again, which is the only one remaining for him that really gives me right. the, gives me the creeps. And with the with the Legion all beat up, um, it could lead to Seattle actually letting up points this year, and then them being forced into more of a throw mode and more of an attack mode on offense. Definitely. Well, they sure can't run the ball. No. no. <laughs> uh, Packers Bears. I was surprised at the Packers winning this game. I got a. You know, put my hand up there. Is the Brett Hundley Devontae Adams connection legitimate enough to trust going forward? I liked how Hundley threw the ball this game. I really did. I thought he made some really big throws. That the one hander that uh, Adams caught was a dime. You know, yeah. it was a perfect throw. He just had to catch it with one hand because the other one was being held behind his back, basically. Um, I thought Hundley did look pretty good. Um, you know, obviously this game you saw an exorbitant amount of handoffs and it, it was kind of nauseating after a little while, but Packers get a win and, you know, the Bears do exactly what you expect, completely and blindly under, underutilize Tariq Cohen, the fastest and best playmaker on their team. Yeah, I mean, he's fallen off in a big way. Two tu- he had two touches. It's ridiculous. And, and two targets. They like should dudes. be using him so much more. I mean, I was so excited for him in the beginning of the year because their receiving core is so dilapidated. But yeah. um, I do trust Devontae Adams more than I trust Jordy. And only because Jordy's fantasy value, it's huge generally because of how many touchdowns he can score. Right. And I just don't see them getting that many touchdowns or passing as much as they generally would in the red zone. Yep. And they're just not going to be doing that. So Devontae Adams kind of shapes out to be the young, fast, you know, bail me out receiver. receiver. Like he's yeah. more of a receiver's receiver than Jordy is right now right. at his age and his, you know, not perfect. Lack health. of Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Jordy is a great player. There's no doubt about it. But right. he's, oh, he's taking the backseat. Completely to Adams. been a benefactor of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, How yeah. could you not? Oh, and, yeah. And they have a tough matchup coming up next week against the Ravens, too. So it may even just be time to pump the brakes on Adams next week as well. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Bucks, what happened? Major disappointment in this one. No offense could get anything going. You know, Fitzpatrick was sputtering through the entire game, much like McCown was. The Bucks had an average starting field position of their own 41 in the first half and scored like three points. Jeez. Yeah, it was just brutal, man. It was just them punting the ball down for the Jets to get inside like in their own 10-15, and the Jets never could break out of that. Like it seemed like the whole game, McCown never got in that rhythm. And you know what What really pissed me off was like he he doesn't throw to ASJ the whole game and then peppers him on the last drive, and he walks them down the field. Like, where was this so early on? It was just weird. It's an awful game to watch. Speaking of tight ends, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies a little bit about Our boy. Cameron Brait. Uh, fewest, fewest routes run and fewest targets of the season in a game that Mike Evans was out for. Exactly, wow. and I don't think that the connection is there, obviously, between the Fitz magic Brait connection. Yeah. Yeah. But they both went to have it. Oh, that's a good point. That actually. is a good point. It's an awesome point. I yeah. wish it were like relevant yeah, I wish it and were helpful. Producing itself <laughs> in a in a fantasy way. But so what that brings me to is I would never drop rate. I think he's a tight end that always has to be owned. But I would consider starting someone else over him right now. Yep. You know, especially while Fitzpatrick is out there. You know, anyone playing the Giants, anyone yeah. playing the Browns, they deserve consideration over Cameron Brait right now. No yeah. question. All right, uh, Saints-Bills. Whoa. Um, speaking of walking up and down the field, the Saints just 
took the Bucks by the hand and said, we're going to run the ball and you're yeah. not going to stop it. <laughs> yes. So let's go to the end zone together. Um, Kamara had a big game. Ingram had an even bigger game. At one point last, at one point yesterday, the Saints had the number one running back Ingram, the number three running back Kamara, and the number ten running back the guy Edmonds who scored right. a long touchdown <laughs> at the end of the game. They had three of the top ten running backs, and one of them didn't even see the field until garbage time in the fourth quarter. Yep. Well, they had six rushing touchdowns, yeah. Drew Brees' company included. Yeah. Which and they didn't punt. Pretty cool. Drew, did you see Drew Brees' yeah. touchdown too? He's just like waiting, 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 waiting. Oh my! Like, that guy, all right, I'll score now. That guy yeah. Armstead just like threw a guy to the depths of hell. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. That Little, was boy. Nice. <laughs> Little boy. Little boy. Come get the business. <laughs> that was awesome. But uh, yeah, we, I mean, the Bills. I think this is a throwaway week. They just kind of caught the buzz off the I hottest mean, team in the well, league. Well, what about the Jets week? Is that another throwaway week? How many do they get? Well, no, they're I mean, the Jets. When you the when you're thinking <laughs> fantasy wise, it's really only a big disappointment for certain characters, right? Bilal Powell's not an every week starter. We had the hopes that he had some good upside there, but they're going into a bye. I think Robbie Anderson was great still. So most of the normal cast of characters were okay. Yeah. Right. Tyrod Taylor disappoints, but quarterbacks disappoint. People have bad games. Yeah. And quarterbacks produce points at a high level compared to any other position. So I'll start a quote unquote scrub in a good matchup any day of the week. And yeah. Tyrod's got him in spades coming down the Especially line. Especially this year. He's going to get a bit more comfortable with Kelvin Benjamin, who didn't blow the doors off, but, I mean, he started. Caught passes. He caught passes. Yeah. And he got red zone targets, so mm-hmm. something will give eventually. Yeah. And, obviously, the Saints' defense is pretty good. So, when they get New England twice down the road, I think Kelvin Benjamin, Tyrod Taylor, LaShawn McCoy, the whole lot. Charles Clay. Charles Clay, healthy. I think one of the reasons that the game got so out of hand was they just went away from LaShawn McCoy in the second half. I feel like he ended up with like two carries in the second half. He only had nine throughout the entire game. Which is bad. Yeah, and when you get I mean, when you get that far behind, there's not much you can do and huge run early on. I was I was really um I was hopeful to say the least. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Let's go to Lions Browns. Um, I'm actually looking up the Lions schedule because I was wondering if they play someone in Week 11 who's like a lot, like if it's like a more important game because the Lions like sleep were sleepwalking through this game. Yeah, they happen to turn the game on the defensive touchdown. Stafford ends up throwing a couple of touchdowns. He's we get just the so Ebron late in the game. Tight Stafford. end chalk, and I mean it was just such a weird. I think they play Minnesota next week, so they must have been looking ahead to that game, and luckily. They're actually talented enough to beat a team like the Browns this week, but right. I mean, it was like it was such a weird game. They just it was. couldn't put the Browns away. Yeah, the Browns hung in there tough. They they took them down to the wire, uh, but you know Stafford in the fourth quarter is just too good. You know he yeah. just makes those throws. He makes those big plays. Um, how do you feel about? Uh, I have a proclamation for you guys. Golden Tate is a WR one this year for sure. I mean, yeah. he's great, and in PPR, he's going to bail you out even on his bad days. Don, I looked up the schedule. They get Chicago and then Minnesota. Okay. So, you know, so two much more meaningful games especially for their them. playoff yeah. chances than tougher the Browns. Defenses too. Yeah, and tougher defenses. Scott is absolutely right. But, yeah, Golden Tate, I love him. Marvin Jones right now, I'm a little colder on. He. Uh, yeah, he, I, I don't know how that happened. He hurt me bad. But, you know, going forward, I still like Marvin Jones in a good matchup. Because Stafford is just a good quarterback, spreads the ball around. But Golden Tate, man, he's a good player. He's yeah. been good in every system from you know inception. As soon as he was young, he was involved with the Seahawks, and they got him going. Yeah. And he's 
he was good with Calvin Johnson on the field, yeah. and now he's the guy. So yeah. as long as Stafford keeps up the good work, I think Golden Tate is good to go, wide receiver one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, you think about the all these guys that we thought were going to be wide receiver ones this year, and you know, there's Golden Tate and there's Larry Fitz still still hanging in there and still doing their thing. It's yeah. it's cool to see, but we'll see how, how it progresses. Yep. Uh, Bengals Titans. You know, uh, Mariota kind of figured it out towards the end of the game. DeMarco Murray with a three-touchdown game. Out of nowhere. He's been really difficult to predict this year. Yeah, um, Especially against a strong Bengals defense who lost Tom's boy, Vontez Perfect, from ASU. Right. Um, made contact with an official. Now there's a report coming out. An unnamed Bengals player is saying that the refs are cursing at Vontez Perfect and trying to, like, coax him into getting chucked. I yeah, mean, I heard about that, too. Maybe just don't make contact with a ref and we don't have this problem, but it's anyway. not true. Yeah, obviously um, the refs are there to, you know, uphold the rules and integrity of the game. They're not there to make Vontez perfect feel bad about himself. That's what the Titans were there to do. The Bengals yeah. are full of bad boys. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, Chalk full of them. You know, AJ Green. He hit for me, which I was very happy about. Yeah, he was uh, a good boy this week. Yeah, yes. a couple of long yes. touchdowns too from Andy Dalton, uh, the thirty-six yarder to uh, Brandon LaFell to start the game, and then they obviously had the seventy-yarder to, to AJ Green. Um, you know, I like the Bengals going forward. It's just their season's over. Yeah, yeah, they get the Browns one more time, so you can load up Tyler Croft again. Um, they usually beat up on the Browns, AJ Green, yeah. all them company included. So you've got that. You've got one more start in Andy Dalton week 12, I believe it is. So you've got that if you're a Bengals fan, yeah. but that's all you've got. Yeah, for sure. I think we're starting to see the, the Titans kind of round into the form that we expected them to be at early in the year. They kind of started a little slow, but it looks like their defense is picking up and their run game starting to pick up. And when that happens, Mariota, you know, that gives him the ability to make those great decisions. Like and he, he has, has the shed the hamstring injury because oh, yeah. he was out there yeah. moving. Yeah. Um, Chargers Jags. It was a ping pong. It was like a volleyball match of, I'm going to try to lose this game with a turnover. No, we're going to make a dumber turnover. No, we're going to have a really bad penalty. No, we're going to have an even worse penalty. Nuts. And then Rivers throws a bomb, basically a, a punt interception to AJ Boye at the 40 yard line. He takes AJ it back Boye to the five. Took what was his though? That was a nice, that was play a great play. That was 50, yeah. 50 going to the ground. He's a great player. I yeah. wouldn't want to go 50, 50 against him. If I had any other, it turned options. out it was a hundred zero in Bouye's favor. Yeah, he he owned that one, and it's just that the the Jags defense is just, is literally winning them games. Like yep. that's how good this defense is, and you know, I, I may sound a little crazy, but how how long until we start considering them a legitimate contender? I am for making the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, no playoffs. Crazy, yes, but they play great defense and they have Leonard Fournette. Like that, yeah. that might be enough. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna need Their to upcoming start. Upcoming schedule, not to interrupt, is amazing for the Cake. defense. Yeah, so, Cleveland next week, Arizona. You're gonna get a backup quarterback, Stanton or Gabbert. Indianapolis. Then you got the Seahawks, which is tough, but tough a loss. Yeah, say um, call it what it is. <laughs> then Houston, San Fran, Tennessee, Week 17, which is. Mostly Which, irrelevant to fantasy unless players. it's for the division. Well, yeah. well, that game. I'm I'm sorry, I, you said irrelevant, players. right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so, like, unless you play to week seventeen, you know. And based off that schedule, Jags might be like that's like eleven a, and four at that point. Yeah, that's like a four and one run that they can go on <laughs> if here. If you play to week sixteen, there's one game where you maybe wouldn't start them. Yeah. But I'm rolling Fournette out against anyone anyway. Every even game, with what yeah. He did I don't last know night. what's up with yeah. that. They should have learned their lesson to get him more involved. 
Um, that was a brutal way to end his streak of it's, no touchdowns or of touchdowns because they didn't give him a fair shake at it. Right. I think I think it was a, a good like such a good week for the Jags. They're sitting back today like, whew, we abandoned Leonard Fournette. We make all these penalties, all these turnovers, all this garbage, and we still sneak out with a W. Let's refocus. Feed Fournette and and kind of like get back. At one point, Lee, by the way, we should bring him up. I I think if he's available, he's worth an ad, especially with that schedule that we just mentioned yeah. going forward. So that's something to keep in mind. He he's the clear number one, and Alan Hearns got really hurt. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, that, I did. Got hurt. Yeah, um, they it was a time constraint issue, so he actually crawled off the field. Oh wow! So with wow. your number two wide receiver crawling off the well, field, well, you know who's about to step in. Didi. My boy Didi. I was going to say, I mean, a lot of what the Jags are going to be able to do. (laughs) A lot of King DDD. um, (laughs) A lot of what the Jags are going to be able to do is whether or not Didi Westbrook can get brought up to speed. Right. And and they've been slow bringing him back to get him up to speed. They play the Browns this week. I don't want to tease the uh, preview episode a little too much, but maybe a guy I'm a little excited about. All right. Mercedes Uh, Lewis. Uh, Steelers Colts, speaking of teams that uh, took a while to wake up and then finally did and somehow won a game they really didn't deserve to, uh, the Steelers looked terrible. Ben threw a pick on his – the first play of the game? Uh, it was early. It was up it was there. Early. It was early for sure. It was their first drive for you know sure. That, you know they haven't scored 30 yet, the Steelers? Drop Not surprising. Antonio Brown. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, obviously a down week for Antonio Brown, but it happens to the best of them. I don't know why it happened – in that particular matchup, it's kind of befuddling, but it's kind of showing like with the emergence of Juju and the struggles of the Steelers in a way with, right. with Ben, that it's harder now to have two relevant receivers on that team than it has been in the past. Yeah. Um, Le'Veon Bell still turns in a decent day, but doesn't find the end zone, which kind of disappoints as well. You expect big games out of those guys versus the the Colts, but yeah, I, I paid up for Le'Veon in all my daily. Yeah, exactly, me too. Big Ben, pretty much 18 points, 17.9 or something like that. Yeah, you got it done. Definitely gets you by. I mean, I, I enjoyed starting him this week. And it Juju. started out shaky, Awful. It was awful. But I, uh, I kept the faith alive. Yeah, Juju scores again. Yeah, if, if he's unowned in your league somehow, I mean, get out of that league because everyone's asleep <laughs> at the yeah. wheel. But you got to add him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Washington, Minnesota. Start him. Sorry. Yeah. Minnesota goes into Washington, gives them the beatdown. If it wasn't for two boneheaded interceptions by Case Keenum, uh, this game wouldn't even have been close. Um, I enjoyed following this game on Red Zone. I thought it was the I thought it was the best game of the day. You know, you see the Vikings come out to this lead, and you know our boy Captain Kirk gets it done in another comeback. And you know he, he gets just it gets it done. You're right, he just gets it done. And you know that this week it was a comeback, and unfortunately there wasn't enough in the tank for him. But what an entertaining game! Like you said, the Vikings go up big, and you think this game's over. Keenum throws a couple picks, and it's like, oh, are they going to come back? What's the deal? It was it was exciting. Yeah. Uh, Case Keenum will not throw four touchdowns every game. Let's just. Get that will, out of the way. Will Case Keenum start next week is a very important question. Apparently, we will find out on possibly Wednesday or Thursday that Bridgewater might even start. I mean, I'm rooting for Bridgewater to come back and start, but I mean, I'm riding the heater with Keenum until you he shows me that out. exactly. Yeah, not after what hot. he did yesterday, um, and got, not after what he's given them all season. He's got a good rapport with these receivers, and they're yeah. a force to be reckoned with yeah. in and of themselves. Sorry for the shutdown on Diggs. He outdid that. Yeah. And Thielen, I mean, if this wasn't a coming out party enough, I mean, that's a really good one. He's got the eyes of everyone in the NFL now. It, He's certainly up there 
when you when you talk about some of the best receivers in the NFL, he deserves to be in the discussion. Yes. I love the guy. Five hundred dollars scholarship to a Minnesota school. Minnesota State undrafted yep. gets to the NFL and becomes a household name. Yep. yep. So and his wife has a lifestyle blog. I found that out yesterday. We should get her on the show. Yeah, yeah sure. And, uh, we you can know, hook her up with Tana. I was going to say, her and Tana would get along really well. Um, but back to Thielen, you know, he he does it in so many different ways. You saw him catch a contested red zone target with Norman basically on his back to get his touchdown. He's catching deep balls down the field. He's catching balls on the sideline. Down the middle, this guy does it all. He's just He's been so good. And just to kind of go back, the big breakout year for Antonio Brown was that year that he had at least five catches in every game he played in. Well, guess who has five catches in every game he's played in so far this year? Adam Thielen. And he's the only one. Only, only 12 one. touchdowns to go. Only 12 <laughs> touchdowns to go. You're right. That's fine. Hopefully he gets them all next week. Well, I don't he know. goes back to that thing that I always bring up with Doug Baldwin being talented out of the slot is that it's you become a little bit more matchup proof. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. sure. Um, Texans, Rams. I, the Rams are awesome. The Rams they are, are very so good. Cool. Robert Woods' first touchdown was awesome just because it was a great ball thrown by Jared Goff. Um, his second touchdown, the play design from McVay, he ran a fake. Re- he ran like he was going to get the ball in a jet sweep, faked and ran back out on a swing route, and nobody knew where he was. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know when you're playing Madden and you can hold – I haven't played Madden in a few years. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a feature anymore. Keep going. But I'll let like you know. the speed boost, you know what I mean? Yeah, turbo. Like you hold it down and yeah. you run a little faster. Robert Woods doesn't run out of that. No. no. He's got that on at all times. When he gets the ball, his shoulders kind of haunch, and he's, he's a- off to yeah. the races. He <laughs> looks strong. He's running hard. I would not want to try to tackle Robert Woods. Can yeah. uh, can we get some MVP talk for Jared Goff yet? No. Uh, Seven touchdowns last yet. two weeks? I don't, I don't know, yet. man. They, he's been killing it. Yeah, but so has Gurley, and so has the defense. And, you know, and Wentz, it's just and a, Brady. Yeah, he's got stiff competition, but just because you're not the MVP doesn't mean you can't start in a fantasy lineup. Right. I mean, I've got Jared Goff going down the stretch in a few leagues. Um, he's definitely a matchup tinker guy. I've got a combination of Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, and Blake Bortles. That's too Ooh. many. That it's too many, but it'll put me through in a twelve man all the way until the end with great matchups the whole way through. Until one of them goes completely nuclear, and it's probably going to be Bortles. <laughs> Giants 49ers. Uh, speaking of nuclear, yeah, speaking of nuclear, somehow Ben McAdoo wasn't fired today. Uh, they actually, uh, I think they came out and like gave him the vote of confidence. But uh, he's making it through the season. Um, that that's basically what the to. ownership has said, and I don't understand how that's possible. With just the, if you watch the Giants play, it's obvious they don't care. No, they don't care about the outcome. They don't even care play to play. Like you know, Eli never stands in and takes hits. But I was talking about this earlier today. There comes a time where. If you're losing all these games and your quarterback is just ducking every single blitz, how is anyone else on the team supposed to give a shit? You don't. I mean, it, like, Janoris Jenkins comes off a of suspension. And doesn't and even try to tackle anyone. Played like he was still suspended. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. it, it was bad. However, there is hope because Sterling, Sterling Shepard had 11 catches for 142 yards. Evan Engram scored for the fourth straight week. He's, I mean, I was I put up a poll on my Twitter account where Sterling Shepard will be drafted next year. No, 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 Ingram, you did. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Um, I put the options as one through three, four through six, uh, seven through nine, and ten plus. 
four through six, one out. I was yeah. thinking about doing another pull with just four, four five, and four, six. Four, five, and six. What yeah. Do you think to really yeah. narrow it down. Yeah, because it's an interesting question. You yeah, know, this definitely. This is where you kind of want to take the temperature of how you feel about a guy because – as much as you'd like to remember every detail of the prior fantasy season, stuff it goes away. You know these memories are fleeting. Not everybody has a award-winning fantasy football podcast like we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so you you got to try to remember where you value a guy. You yeah. know, and because once that ADP comes out, it affects everyone's brain. It's the Bible. It affects for everyone's yes, brain. It does. Yep. And there's always values. And I wonder if he'll be too expensive for what he becomes. Or if he'll be priced properly, yeah. I, think I, I he's don't be. know what's. The... I think fourth, fourth through six, I think is the range that he's played to deserve so far. If if I had to guess now, I think that he is going to be a guy that you can exploit his ADP coming up next year. Yeah, Odell coming back fully healthy and all that type of stuff. I think people sleep on him again and he goes off again. If, if I'm Jerry Reese, he's a stud. If I'm Jerry Reese, the Giants general manager, and I want to keep my job, I'm having a secret meeting with Odell Beckham. And I'm saying, okay, who do you want to be the coach of this team next year? <laughs> because that's the only way he the stays. Giants are going to show that they deserve to keep Odell Beckham. Because they don't deserve him right now. Like He deserves to be on a team where he can like have a quarterback that can like make throws and you know <laughs> don't like wait, a coach don't that knows those? how to get him open <laughs> instead of just having him make these like herculean efforts just to get like you know his typical highlight reel play like it comes so easy to Odell that we take for granted how difficult it is for the Giants to get him the ball yeah like things he just, just makes it look so much easier than it actually is things haven't been the same since he got on that boat no oh my god here we go again it's that damn boat Cowboys Falcons um, I think the I think the Cowboys missed Tyron Smith more than they missed Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think the running game was the problem. Fair argument for both. Um, <laughs> fair argument for both, obviously. But Adrian Claiborne with six sacks, nuts. All of them rushing off of the left end position, yeah. getting matched up with the left tackle Chaz Green or so Chaz Smith or whatever his name was. So shout out to Claiborne who made himself seven hundred and fifty k. Yesterday, he needed eight eight sack bonus on the year. He's like, nah, I'll do it around the halfway point, leave myself some room six for maybe another game. six seven sack game, and I'll get another big payday later on. I'm a teacher, and I hit that bonus for not losing any kid any kid on a field trip. And it's just like one same one money millionth too. of it. Yeah. No, same <laughs> amount of money, seven hundred fifty k for not losing anyone on a field trip. Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, the Falcons looked okay. They looked better than the Cowboys, their so that's defense, why they won this their game. Their defense dictated yeah. the game. Their offense, I didn't think, you know, was anything Nothing to special. write home about. Yeah. Nobody really even had a great game on their offense. Right. Yeah, Matt Ryan's not uh, lighting the world on fire like he did last year, so the Falcons are just through the middle of the pack kind of thing. It does seem like he's getting in like more of a rhythm, but it doesn't. the passing touchdowns just aren't there like they were last year. Yeah, Yeah, and we already talked about the Freeman-Coleman-Ward uh, yeah. situation but we should talk about the morris smith mcfadden situation yeah and i think mcfadden is almost worthless but the the scary thing is is it didn't go so well in the first experiment with alfred morris so it's like i'm not rushing to drop darren mcfadden yeah. i'd be comfortable dropping him this week but it's almost a situation where i want to hold on to him through the waiver period and then maybe add drop like Friday right. in case there's news like, oh, we're going to give Darren McFadden a spin this week <laughs> yeah. because that's how it's been with this Cowboys right. backfield. It's been very hard to predict. Um, Rod Smith is a, he was a okay. stash and play kind of guy, like a stash and weight kind of guy. Yeah. You're not going to play him right away. 
But I think Alfred Morris is obviously the starter, but clearly it's not a Zeke swap. No, no not, not at all, which close. sucks for everyone who drafted Zeke. Right. You know, we expected, like, all right, at least McFadden will come in and, and get, you know, 20 touches and probably turn in something productive. Now yeah. it's just a mess, man. Interesting game for the Cowboys coming up against the Eagles on Sunday night, I think, if they have it. Well, especially um, with how good the Eagles' run defense yeah. has been. That's, um, that's why I say, like, I don't know if they're just going to try something new or cuz you know Alfred Morris is not the best pass catcher in the world right. so you'll it I'll be interested to see how this one shakes out too it's kind of like you know you need to see this game as well cuz you saw that one you need to see this one too. yeah Pats Broncos domination from start to finish however the two uh Broncos receivers Manny Sanders Demarius Thomas both turned in serviceable games. They're both with Brock Osweiler. Absolute studs. Yeah. If you watch these guys play, it is a crime that they have to be on the Broncos. If you put these two receivers on almost like any other team, they would be, you know, they'd be talking about this combo as the best combo in the league. It's it's so depressing, really, to watch yeah. them have to try to maneuver around Brock Osweiler and his inefficiencies, which Brock Os- Osweiler already named the starter for next week for the Broncos. I mean, he did okay until he threw that pick to Chung. He, I mean, he threw it directly to him, so I'm not trying to, you know, skirt that. But he did look pretty good. I mean, it was the, it was the defense and the special teams that really let Denver down in last night's game. Yeah, and it just shows that the the Patriots can be had by receivers and right. all types. So if Brock Osweiler can get, you know, any receivers going, not that those guys are scrubs or anything, but, yeah. you know, you can start – receivers versus the Patriots we already knew that and uh Emmanuel Sanders seems to be back in the picture of health yeah he looked really good and it was surprising to me to see him do it all basically against Malcolm Butler who we thought was one of the premier corners in the league Sanders really put the work yeah they put that stat up in like the first half that he'd done like literally all his damage against Malcolm Butler yeah and he had a big first quarter he had a he had a big game yeah he did just a good game for Emmanuel Sanders and to go back to what you were saying before, it sucks that they know QB like perfection. Like they literally played with Peyton Manning, yeah. <laughs> and now they're with Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Like such a short Again, of time. They had to come back to him. Yeah. Um, tough week for Gronk. Dwayne Allen gets his touchdown. I was certain once they announced Martellus Bennett was active that he was going to score. Um, but even like the Burke had touchdown, I think vultured Gronk a little bit. And Gronk did have that drop at the uh, at the goal line. Gronk vultured so, himself. Yeah, it was a catch. It was not a catch. It looked like a catch to me. Was I it rule the catch? I don't see it, that. Doesn't matter. I that don't understand. Does not matter. I don't understand how that wasn't a catch. I'm not irate about it because he would have been down at the one. Someone got a hand on. Yeah, him. but I mean. Theoretically, he you could have argued that he didn't actually complete the full process of catching the ball if you ruled that it was a catch until he rolled over into the end zone for a touchdown. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Tune in next week for What is a Catch? Um, no, Starring it's, it's, Andre Ellington. Yes. <laughs> Andre Ellington, Rob Gronkowski, and Calvin Johnson have a riveting round by Des Bryant. I was going to say, where's Des? <laughs> They're all catches. Good night. Um... We've got Panthers, Dolphins. Are you guys even going to watch this? I have to. I got got too much. I got too much action. I got got games in the balance. I got like three or four games in the balance. I'm like freaking out. I got Monday through Thursday fan duels. I got (laughs) Carolina defense. I need to go off to try to beat you. Yeah. What? 
you know what I think about the game is you know I think it'll be a pretty unpredictable one. It's going to come down to if we get happy cam or if we get sad cam. If we get sad cam, this could be a close game. If we get happy cam, I think that the Panthers will control it throughout. I'm well, no matter it. what cam we get, we know what Jay Cutler we're going to get. Awesome. (laughs) I literally couldn't care less what happens on every single play of this game, Jay Cutler. It's great. I love him. I love um, him so much. Someone was talking about the Jay Cutler bodybuilder, and they're like, yeah, there's just Jay Cutler pre-workout. And I was like, what is it, a Bogue? That is an oxymoron. It's certainly not vaccines for your children. A Jay Cutler Pre-workout. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't have picked a worse sponsor, yeah. but then they told me he's a bot. There's a bodybuilder yeah. of the same name. Oh, uh, okay. Pretty yeah. big. Pretty big guy. I don't know if anybody... It's worth a Google now that we're at the end of this episode. Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder. We do have a, an interview. We do. The episode is not over. We do have an interview with uh, Connor Tripler. He's a member of our Internet Celebrity League. He is a Twitter personality. We're going to kind of get to know um, what goes into the those tweets of his... Uh, so we're going to kick it to that right now. Hopefully everybody enjoys the Monday night game and gets something out of it because I'm obviously waning my level of excitement for it. Uh, but we'll kick it to our interview with Connor Tripler right now. All right, everyone, we're going to wrap up this week 10 recap episode with an interview with one of our famed celebrities from the Internet Celeb League. He is a Twitter personality, and he's got some really good stuff on there. Check him out at Connor Tripler and his name is Connor Tripler. Connor, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us. What's truly popping? <laughs> so, um, and thank you also for being a part of the league. We're, uh, we're, a, we, it's a pleasure to have you, um, playing fantasy football with us this season. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun. I'm doing a lot better than I expected. Good. Is this your it's first year? Uh, no, it's my first year. Like you know, actually setting my lineups. Usually, I like make a team and you know. Just, just try to get Tom, yeah, get 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 a guy with a cool name on there, and then forget about it. Well, well we appreciate it, and uh, the branding still spot on. You got the uh, the red color swatch from Twitter carried over to the fantasy team, so everyone mm-hmm. knows it's you. And uh, mm-hmm. speaking of branding, your team name is the Grayson Allen Fan Club. So I guess my next question is, why are you tripping? You know, I I just. Uh, I'm just trying to offer my support to Grayson whenever I can. Um, I think he's got a bad rep. And, uh, yeah, I think it's done me uh, pretty good um, just sort of like praying at his feet. Yeah, you're uh, you're squarely positioned to beat me today unless Christian McCaffrey has the game of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice start with Goff. That was a good call. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I had some – I've had some – I've had some quarterback trouble, yeah. Yeah, so you've been playing the game, but you've been playing the game well. There's no doubt about it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, stream, baby. Not to not to go backward, but uh, where do you stand on the Grayson Allen is Ted Cruz theory? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a. I mean, I don't really think there's a whole lot of arguments you can make at this point against it. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like it's pretty clear. <laughs> and Good. they're both the Zodiac killer as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of, you know, the, as a man of many talents, really, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he's a great dancer with the uh, the Cascada video that came out from the program the other day. That you know, this stuff. is this is why I'm saying there's plenty of room in the fan club for more people. Hey, listen, we're there, man. This is a house yeah. of Duke fans. I'm in, I'm in with you on that one. I can't wait to see what he does this year. 
Uh, speak, let's go to some uh, some fantasy football, I guess, related questions. Finally, um, so how long have you been playing fantasy football? Um, I guess it's probably like my fifth or sixth year. Okay. I'm pretty old. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we feel it. Um, you talked about how you used to, used to get guys who just have like cool names. So, can you give us like some examples of some guys that you've had um, on your teams last year that you were happy to get? Yeah, I'm just trying to get Ha Ha Clinton Dicks every year. Yeah, <laughs> starting. But, uh, uh, I guess you can't really just. To, is he a defensive player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah. So, so you got to get the Packers defense. Yeah, I play in that special those special leagues where you get individual defensive players and just Perfect. get him. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a great one. Sure. Yeah, those are real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in one of those leagues. It's like the most frustrating thing in the world to keep track of. Like I literally just treat defensive players like nothing. Like mm-hmm. if they don't, if they if they're playing, if they're not playing, they're not on my team anymore. It's, it's mm-hmm. awful. So mm-hmm. something for for you to keep track of. What's been more frustrating, trying to figure out a quarterback or trying to figure out Ty Hilton? Uh, I would say quarterback, but T.Y. Hilton's been, I mean, what did I get? I'm looking at it right now, so it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. 4.3 points this week, which is nice for me. He's been up and down, and especially in a full point PPR, you usually want more than 4.3. Yeah, but, uh, It yeah. was enough to get the job done versus me, but a fellow Mets fan we have here with me. Wait, are y'all Mets fans? I Tom is. Oh hell yeah! I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> we share uh, we share a common bond. You share anguish, filled with pain. Yeah. So what went hey, wrong for the Mets this year, Connor? Uh, a lot of things went wrong for the Mets this year. Everyone's arm is broken. <laughs> I've ad- I've long advocated switching to like mechanical or like cyborg arms. We were just um, uh, throwing that idea around for Andrew Luck before we hit record. Actually. Yeah, he needs a metal shoulder. Dude, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of uh, just like metal arms, metal body parts in general. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> it's worked in all those movies. Yeah, ex- you know? exactly. Cable, Cable's the coolest guy in the X-Men, and he's got a metal arm. It works he's in my pretty, imagination yeah. when I like sit at home and imagine myself with like metal legs. So, <laughs> At what point are you not yourself when you get how many metal body parts? You, you know, get the too compromised. Question about, you know, if you remove the head of the axe then you replace it and then the handle breaks and you replace that is it the same axe are you ever see i i think i would be more myself with some metal body parts <laughs> is that how you choose to identify yourself as yeah a I, robot? I, I feel like i'm not my true self without them <laughs> well we wish you luck on that journey for sure <laughs> yeah um, a successful journey you've been on is uh through the Twitterverse. um I'm going to read one, which I always say. Always, never, I, it's never as funny as it's it should never be. as potent when you read it, but this one is, is very, very funny. I think you're going to nail it. Thank you. <laughs> Sits 27 hours for an oil on canvas portrait. Oh my God, delete that. Bartholomew, I'm serious. Do not fucking hang that in the Great Hall. That Such one a good one. was so funny, and it got ripped off so many times by those medieval reactions. Against. Yeah. That was just a weird cross section of Twitter time where that was popular and that tweet came out and they just stole it rampantly. Yeah. Was that was that like did that hurt your feelings a little bit that you never really got the credit that you obviously deserved? I mean, it's I I let go of like caring about that a long time ago. It's like, you know, whatever it's going to happen. Um 
Honestly, the picture they attached to it was like pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, very, very good point. Those accounts were funny, but it was weird. Then I started seeing it like show up on Instagram with the picture, but then like still credited to me. Like someone had to do like a lot of Photoshop to like <laughs> combine two tweets, but still give the credit to me. But I don't know. Well, that's thoughtful of them, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure you were a bit appreciative. And yes. all at once. So how did shout you... Out, shout out to whatever 14-year-old runs those accounts. <laughs> yeah, shout out to, uh, what is it, the Fat Jewish? No, yeah. yeah. They got good interns there, no, I guess. No real shout out. That's yeah, a no. fake shout out. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Don't, anyway, um, so what kind of made you decide to want to try to get into this whole, like, Twitter comedy dream world that we kind of enter ourselves into? Uh, man, I don't know. I used to do a lot of drugs. Um, and uh i don't know i i guess i just started writing stuff on twitter and then like people retweeted don't really it. remember <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't do a lot of drugs anymore but i used to um i don't know i, I don't i don't remember making any decision to get into it i just yeah. i had a lot of fun writing random so stuff just, on you're just naturally hilarious then yeah i just you know yeah. just happened into it because i'm so funny i think <laughs> Yeah. So modest too, which is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's always been fun following you on Twitter. I'm a, a long-standing um, observer of weird Twitter. You know, I don't have any traction like you all, but I like you know how now on Twitter when you favorite something, sometimes it shows up for other people, even though you chose not to retweet it. People, yeah, think like, yeah. When I like fave girls selfies and everyone sees it, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So that works in the inverse for me with all my normal friends seeing all the really weird stuff that I am favoriting all the time. I yeah. can't tell you how many times people have mentioned to me about the weird stuff that I like on Twitter. I feel like Tom, you. I feel like we have a conversation like this. Like, oh, I, I saw that tweet. Like, that was awesome. You're like, crap. Like, why does that happen? <laughs> it's so weird. Um. So the big news with Twitter obviously came down this week. So what are your thoughts on expanding from 140 to 280 characters? Man, they, did they do that for everyone? Because I still have 140. Really? I don't know what the deal is. Oh, well, I <laughs> have two phone probably. I think you got. I think you've probably got uh, 280 now. I, I'm on like an. I'm on an iPhone like three, so I don't know if that's the problem. It might. I'm, maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. We gotta get. Yeah. We gotta get you a new phone, Connor. I think they just singled me out, and they're like, "Let's leave this guy at 140." You have no idea how much better off you are. It would be cool if your phone like didn't even show the 280 tweets. It looks just so weird. They need to redesign like the the UI, the user yeah. interface. Yes, yeah, it's as we yeah call it in the biz. Yeah, they gotta get that UI up and up and uh, running. Because the 280 stuff is a little ridiculous. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna break some fantasy football news for us because it just came out. Uh, Philip Rivers in concussion protocol. Uh oh. So sad to hear it. Yeah. Connor, your thoughts? Uh, my prayers to all 27 of his children. <laughs> um, you know, no, it's wait, funny. Wait. I actually I decided recently that I wanted to be a Chargers fan. Get in on the ground floor. Oh, you're, you're literally the out. only one. You're so move out to LA. You can get season tickets for like the price I live of two in, in and out meals. Yeah, he lives. I live in LA. Oh, yeah. there you go. You're already set and, up. Uh, yeah, I've just, you know, 10 years, if they win a Super Bowl, I'd, I'd be the only one who was a fan for all 10 years. Not I mean, even Philip Rivers' kids are fans of the LA Chargers. <laughs> not even his dozen of kids. There's just too many of them. I know, it's crazy. There's just too many. They could all be fans of a different NFL team. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, well, uh, Connor, thank you so much for being a part of this league, like we said. It's been uh it's been fantastic having you on, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us and 
just showing us how truly uh, funny you are. This was a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for beating me this week. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I, I'm really surprised by how it's going. Yeah, Tom's going to be in contact with you in case he feels like losing again. Um, and hopefully we uh, we catch you down the down the uh, down the road. That's actually going to do it for our entire Week 10 recap episode. So thank you guys very much. Be sure to check out our Thursday episode where we're previewing Week 11 with our Shut It Downs and Plum Picks. You can check us out on Twitter at RutzFF. Tom is at HillierFF. Scott is at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious. And Connor is at Connor Tripler. One N. One N. C-O-N-O-R, Tripler. That's right. All right. Thanks. I have one last question, actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. Overtime. Yeah, this is a bonus for all you uh, loyal listeners. Two-minute drill. Yeah. Why do, uh, the, like, a lot of the popular Twitter accounts and stuff, they never capitalize anything, and you're among that. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. Explain that. Top secret. Uh, yeah, I'm just, just sort of footloose and fancy free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, but it's not cause like you got to change the settings on your phone. It seems like more, I don't know. We're lost the plot here. You have to change the settings on your phone. Yeah. Wouldn't you, your phone is naturally going to capitalize the first letter of the, of the thing you write. iPhone three. Hey man, I'm on the iPhone three. So <laughs> I don't know about all that. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Connor. If we need any further clarification, we'll hit you up on Twitter at Connor Triple Tripler, C-O-N-O-R Tripler. And uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday. As always, keep scoring.